This time on episode 409 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we talk weekly Marvel news, including Disney unveiling the first Moon Knight trailer, the status of Black Panther 2 filming, and what does Marvel's jambalaya mean to Halifax? Plus your feedback, including your favorite Eternals. I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the shield director. And now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes as told on screen by Marvel Studios. This show is recorded on Thursday, January 20th, 2022, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Jotunheim-wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record, since we love talking about Marvel. Y'all know why I put Jotunheim wide in there? Because it's cold out? That's right! Lauren hangs on the obvious. It's definitely cold. It's middle of January. We're in North America. It is cold everywhere this week. This is an all-Marvel Studios newscast. We're going to be delving into some material next time. We'll get into that announcement at the end of the episode. But in the meantime, let's just kick it off with our first news story. Thank you to the Peacemaker. So our first news story is that James Gunn is providing updates on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the status of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. In an interview with Collider, they ask him, you know, of course, I'm going to ask you, how is the shoot going for Guardians 3 and what can you tease fans with? And he responded, it's going great. Chuck Woody, who plays Mern in Peacemaker, is one of the main characters in the movie and people are freaking out over how good this guy is. Literally freaking out. I think that I'm really happy. I gave a bunch of scenes to Marvel right before Christmas break. Kevin went, they were all really, really, really stoked. But also, it's not going to be the movie people. It's different than what people are going to expect. It's a hard road, but I'm really happy with it so far. They also asked him about filming for the holiday special. And he said it's still upcoming in the shoot. They were supposed to shoot one day in LA, and there's too much Omicron going around, so they just couldn't do it. Good for them on that. And they're going to have to try to fit it in. But, you know, they haven't started yet, but he's excited to do it. It's fun. The holiday special, he's almost jealous of it, even though he wrote it because people freaked out so much and how much they love the script for the holiday special. And Gunn says he is almost like, well, wait, I've got this movie here. I've been working on for two years. You love the holiday special that I literally wrote in a very short amount of time, but it's really funny and really good. I have a sinking suspicion here that the holiday special excitement is because of Groot. (laughs) Well, I am Groot. That's going to, you know, make anybody happy. So I was looking up the career of Chuck Woody Uwuji, who you mentioned on there, and he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in things like John Wick Chapter 2, Daniel Isn't Real, When They See Us, Quantico, Blind Spot, and it's going to be really interesting to see him in this role and okay i am very excited for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special since james gunn started as like a b-movie director not even b-movie like z-movie director and writer you know there's going to be some references to the star wars holiday special even if it's just in tone and as somebody who's seen the star wars holiday special 10 times I'm here for it. How many of those 10 times were you completely drunk? None, actually. I like showing it to people who've never seen it before. And then I watch their hopes and dreams die around them. And it lets me live for another year. 
I don't remember watching it when it came out because I think I was at a hockey game or something, but I did see it shortly thereafter because it was like on a rerun or something. I, I don't remember how I picked it up. It was around that time. And I remember everybody talking about it, about how bad it was. I did pick it up recently because it's on YouTube. Somebody put it there. Star Wars hasn't taken it down. Oh, if you get the chance, watch it with the Rift Tracks commentary. I think it's currently free with that commentary on YouTube. So good. It is a terrible movie. I love it. The reason that we got this update from James Gunn was because he was doing a media tour because Peacemaker came out last week. It's a superhero series on HBO Max, I believe. That's where it's playing. Yeah, it's from the other company. I haven't seen it yet. I've been tempted. I just haven't had any time with everything else going on. So if anybody has watched Peacemaker and can make a recommendation, yay or nay, let me know. I'd be interested. Have not seen it yet. Chris, you have another news story you're covering tonight. We also have some evidence surfacing that Icarus may be returning sooner rather than later. And no, we are not talking the Greek god here. We are talking the Eternal. Yesterday, Emmy Kennard, known as Emmy Triggers, with, there's lots of Z's at the end on social media, took to TikTok to post a video which has since been taken down regarding her brother, Joe Kennard, who played Icarus. Thankfully, her caption states that no NDAs were broken in making the TikTok. In the video, she comedically implies that her brother, Joe Kennard, a stunt double for Richard Madden, who is Icarus in The Eternals, is currently slated to work as a character coming back into the MCU. And a look at his IMDb shows that Kennard has only worked as Madden slash Icarus' stunt double and no other MCU character so far. It also shows that he recently stunt doubled for Madden on the miniseries Citadel, where they may have chatted about future gigs. So all signs are pretty much pointing to Icarus here. Now, this is a stunt double, so no guarantees. I have a theory on this. Okay, Lauren, what's your theory? So there's two theories. One, multiverse shenanigans. Okay. The other, we know that the Eternals are artificial constructs, and I keep thinking of Battlestar Galactica with the scene that they had of all the different Eternals, and it very much reminded me of um, in Battlestar Galactica when Sharon first saw all of her copies and freaked out. So I think we might see another copy of Icarus, maybe? Or it's just the, you know, again, I kind of think Erisham caught Icarus before he went to the sun because this version, you know, it's like, hey, this is my boy. We did talk about it last episode when we covered the Eternals and we did bring up all these possibilities. This new story seems to point to something was right with it, especially with Icarus. We also have suspicions that some of the other characters may or may not be coming back. I know Michelle would be completely elated, although slightly disappointed if Don Lee was to make a reoccurrence because it's not the same character because it wouldn't have all the same memories and stuff like that. Right, Michelle? But it's still Don Lee. I want it to happen either way. Maybe somehow this time he makes souffles instead of pies. Be good with the souffle. Pies, souffle, meat. Oh, Lauren, we all answered the question on whether we would try Gilgamesh's mead or not last episode. Oh, would you? Definitely. I love mead. Okay. Even though it was made in his mouth. So... There's actually a lot of traditions for fermenting alcohol that way. Like, I know there's a type of ceremonial rice wine in Japan where that's how it's made. And let's face it, human spit is not one of the weirder things that's ever been put in food. It's honestly, if you're a jerk at a restaurant, chances are you've probably eaten someone else's human spit anyway. People kiss each other all the time. That's spit. I would just like to say that in all my years of working in a restaurant, I never saw anybody do that. And I was back in the kitchen for most of that time. I did see them pick up mushrooms off the ground, though. Decide that since they grow in dirt, it didn't matter and just throw them back on the plate. So question, since you didn't see it happening, did you close your eyes and never spit in somebody's food? No, I, I, honestly, I spent most of my time washing dishes, oh, okay. so it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, there's the answer to Gilgamesh's mead. Michelle, what's going on with Black Panther 2? Oh, good lordy. This poor movie. 
here's the thing like Letitia Wright was injured and there's news like she's coming back to the set that's awesome but then there's still this thing called COVID going around and are sets doing enough to protect actors and crews well things are still happening because now Black Panther 2 is paused after Lupita Nyong'o test positive for COVID. So we're getting a delay after delay after delay. This movie will come out someday. It has to. I hope everyone feels better. Take time. Recover. Yeah. It's tough when you have... I've been on set before. You've just got people going in and out. You've got people touching each other. you got crews. You know, we got climbing close for makeup and everything. That poor production. That poor production. Um, to use language that is appropriate for the show, I still think Wright is a poop head. So her being back, being awesome, is certainly a word that can be used by people to describe it. I want the movie to come out, though. And seeing everybody else, you know, fall into just the trap of getting sick and stuff is just heartbreaking. Oof, yeah, this this is a troubled production. You hear a lot about, oh, it's a cursed movie, but all it, that really means is this had a troubled production. Hell, go back and look at Titanic when all of the crew got dosed with LSD. Like, that's a pretty famous story. I want to hear you regale because okay. I am not familiar with this story. Okay. So when they were filming Titanic down in northern Mexico, somebody, I think it was rumored to have been a disgruntled crew member or something, or somebody's friend that visited the set, but somebody paid a visit to catering and dropped LSD into Lobster Bisque. And Bill Paxton had an amazing story about that. The first article when I bring up Bill Paxton LSD is from 1996 from Entertainment Weekly. Peace, I'm sorry. It was PCP. Ooh. It was, okay, I've seen two stories. I've seen PCP, I've seen LSD. I want to say Paxton said it was LSD. In any case, yeah, that, that sort of stuff can happen. This is, again, it's, it may not have been COVID, but a lot of people eating from the same food area. So, Chris, in all your years of working in restaurants, did anybody just drop PCP in somebody's food? Only in people who were expecting to have the PCP in there. Uh, I see. Yeah. Maybe the mushrooms were uh, tainted. It could have been. I mean, we were downtown for most of the time. I know Michelle focused on the Black Panther, too, but it's not the only production that's had this issue. Picard, for instance, has had to close down because of COVID exposures as well. There is an article which will be in the show notes. It's from HollywoodReporter.com. It goes into all of the productions that have been closed down recently, and it goes into the protections that Hollywood made with the unions, you know, like the Actors Guild and all the uh, equipment guilds, or I forget what they're all called, but they made deals. The production companies and all these unions made deals on what the protections would be. They got revised a couple of times. The last time a deadline came up, which is a couple of days ago, it did not change at all or get renewed or anything like that. So it was set for those protections to go away, mandatory protections to go away sometime in February, if I remember the article correctly. So if you are interested in seeing how COVID is affecting not only Marvel and Black Panther 2, but all of your favorite TV shows and movies, go read this HollywoodReporter.com article. And it will go into the business side of the house and what is actually happening with that. I thought it was very interesting. Also on the business side of the house, we're going to move on to the next news story. And we're going to talk about the D23 that's set to take place September 9th through the 11th of 2022 in Anaheim, California. Apparently this year, Disney is going to announce that the live stream for its upcoming expo will feature even more announcements, panels, and content for fans to enjoy. Now, the full schedule will be announced in the days leading up to the event, but they do plan on having more what I assume to be like a convention sort of feel to it, which is great because 
Disney is now this powerhouse. They don't have to depend on something like San Diego Comic Con, which is getting to be a little suspect anyway on who was bringing what sort of things to the table there. And all these production houses want to have their own events. I mean, Star Wars has had celebration for a while. Disney has had D23. Now that you have had Disney Plus, this is just going to be a bigger, more covered event because you're going to have more more properties that just Disney owns. I don't know if they're going to go into like ABC stuff or not, but it promises to be good this year. And I'm glad they're going to live stream some of it because there's no way in heck that I'm going to go to this, even though it's months away. It's in September. I'm just not planning on going to any conventions this year. I don't know. What do you guys think about this, Michelle? Yeah, the more online, the better. We need to not only, here's the thing. It's not just because of COVID. We really should have had more online accessibility before COVID. Not only, you know, I remember talking about this before. We, you would have gotten our money for us to have, you know, access online. There are people who just can't travel. There's talk about, you know, with disability and those who just don't have access to these things. Having an, an online platform, having online presentations just includes more people. And again, if you want to charge for it, you can charge for it. And a lot of us would pay for it. More money. Exactly. The disability community has been really, it's on the one hand, it's happy to see, oh, hey, we're finally getting these accommodations. And on the other, angry because we've been asking for these for so long. But suddenly when non-disabled people are affected, that's when it happens. And then it's being pulled away again. We saw that with the WB stopping doing uh, day and date movies. We're seeing that with conventions stopping doing as much online stuff. Just the future is accessible, guys. And again, it's more money for you. If you get to charge, you know, however much Blizzard has done. I know Blizzard has a lot of problems. But for BlizzCon, they've been doing online tickets for years now because, again, only a certain amount of space, travel, things like that. But you pay a certain amount of money, you get the streaming stuff all weekend long. We've seen New York Comic Con doing this more often. I would really like if that just continues. Even if they don't charge for it, You've got all kinds of people that are going to be seeing, oh, look, here's a new Chippendale Rescue Rangers trailer. Here's a new Marvel series. Here's, you know, all this stuff that they're going to be talking about. And, hmm, I might want to watch that. I should probably go sign up for Disney Plus and forget to cancel the free trial. So I'm going to start paying for it. And then you get a lot more people subscribing and then they get used to doing it. And then it's just the psychological effect of, I'm already subscribed, I might as well keep it. So our next news story, everybody wanted to talk about it, but Michelle pulled out her blackmail because she's got much, much blackmail on each one of us. And she delved out just a little bit and said, I want to talk about this. So here's why. And we're all like, hey, it's yours. So Michelle, what's going on? Really? It's just on SP. It's, of course, the debut trailer for Moon Knight. So the next Marvel Studios show is just over two months away. Marvel and Disney Plus have announced that Moon Knight will premiere on Wednesday, March 30th. That news was accompanied by the series' first trailer, which finds Stephen Grant, Ozar Isaac, in a world of trouble. The official description of the show is, The series follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee, who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has disassociative identity disorder and shares a body with a mercenary Mark Spector. As Steven slash Mark's enemies converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt. Additionally, Marvel released a new poster for the series as well. As someone with a mental illness, well, mental illnesses, I haven't shied away bipolar disorder, depression, and anxiety. It's going to be interesting how this is portrayed. I trust Oscar Isaac as an actor. He has such a wide range and he's just so good. Just watches things. 
It's going to be interesting how well they do this. And it's going to be interesting to see how long it's six episodes and how long is the mystery of him not knowing about the shared body sort of deal. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a weird one. We're getting more, more of our weird stuff and, and it's exciting. Everything I know about Moon Knight, I basically learned from either watching this trailer or hearing my friend Anthony Sitko from Capes on the Couch saying, holy crap, why are they doing this to my favorite character? No, no, no. <laughs> and I've cleaned up his language a lot on that. Yeah, most of what I know about Moon Knight is from occasional appearances in crossover comics and some really, really funny edits. Like Michelle, I'm really worried about how they're going to be portraying disassociative identity disorder. It's been in the news a lot lately because there's a lot of people on TikTok who are like, hey, I have this. And people with DID are like, that's not how this works. I actually looked up a list of, you know, famous cases of DID and it's like, I didn't realize this. Adam Duritz, the lead singer of Counting Crows, apparently has it. There's been a bunch of people who've written books. You might know it from Sybil, which was a TV movie that was made about it back in the day. But it's a disorder with a lot of misconceptions. And I have more confidence in them doing it more sensitively now than I would have 10 years ago. But I'm still kind of worried. Other than that, Oscar Isaac looks beautiful. Oh, and speaking of Moon Knight, an actor who is cast in Moon Knight just died yesterday. I was going to bring that up, that I'm unfamiliar with the role that he played. Okay, so Gaspard Uliel is playing, I'm thinking, one of the bad guys. You might know him from the kind of what mid 2000s movie Hannibal Rising where he played a young Hannibal Lecter and a lot of like modeling campaigns he was a very beautiful person but yeah unfortunately skiing accident yep no idea if he was wearing a helmet or not or what actually happened but it was released that he passed away following a skiing accident also another big thing in the news after this trailer came out not to minimize the passing away of the actor but apparently everybody's freaking out over a screenshot that was taken which confirms some sort of involvement perhaps with the fantastic four with victor von doom's name on the behind the the cab no you see vaughn and then maybe the people are just like, oh, it's Von Doom. Maybe, maybe no. not. <laughs> it's also the name of the cupcake delivery service. And you, there's other boxes where you can see the whole name. It does not say Von Doom. Yeah. I want an AU where Victor Von Doom runs a cupcake delivery service. Someone get on now that. Now that's the Fantastic Four movie I want. Yes, thank you. And then you have Gilgamesh making his pies or his souffles next door. Yeah, sure. Why not? I've right? read some really good Marvel Great British Bake Off AUs. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, we're going to move on into the next news story right now, which happens to be mine. We're going to talk about Marvel's Eternals again. We're going to talk about basically the ratings, which I'm not sure. I would love to see the algorithm behind this. But anyway... And Twitter, an analytics company called Samba TV, has named Eternals drawing 2 million household views in the first five days of streaming on Disney+. Now, box office reporter Luis Fernando put those numbers in context in a subsequent thread. This is via a comic book CBR. What is that? Comic book review? Resources. Comic book resources article. And he said that... This constituted the biggest debut for a Marvel Cinematic Universe film on Disney+. Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings was the previous record holder at 1.7 million. Fernando then provided a bunch of other movies for comparisons from other streamers, such as Netflix and HBO Max. While 2 million certainly provides a respectable number, Eternals was outdone by such films as Mortal Kombat and The Suicide Squad. 
That being said, those movies released simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters, while the two MCO movies started with theatrical runs. As such, the comparisons are not necessarily apples to apples, and I didn't see any Black Widow numbers in there as well. But they're saying 2 million views within the first five days of The Eternals coming out last a week ago Wednesday. So it's been eight days now. So I think that's pretty good. I think we're still going to be in the realm where you have a theatrical run somewhere between 45 days and 90 days before any of these properties actually stream, because the longer that's in theaters, the more revenue that they're assured before they go to the streaming. Lauren, what do you think? I still wish they would continue with the day and date or maybe two weeks. There's again, accessibility. Come on. I've seen way too many people online saying, if you're a real fan, then you would have gone to see it. And even though some of them are adding in, you know, unless you have some kind of medical reason, no, there are so many reasons that you can't get out to a theater. And I want to see things. I don't want to have to hide from Spider-Man No Way Home trailers, which I am somehow, I think, still mostly successfully doing. That's incredible because I've been completely spoiled and I haven't been looking for anything. So good on you, Chris. It's definitely luck on my part. I mean, I'm sure that there's some things I've been spoiled on that I just don't think are as big as they're going to actually be. But even the fact that I'm doubting it is a miracle right now. That's a good point. I don't think we brought it up specifically on the podcast before we go on to Michelle here. I have intentionally not put any Spider-Man news in the podcast, specifically because I know that three of us have not been able to see the movie and don't attend on seeing the movie until it streams on stars. So that's why we haven't been talking about Spider-Man is because we don't want to unintentionally spoil anyone. Now, like I said, I think I've been completely spoiled at this point in time, but I'm still not going to spoil our listener who may be trying to avoid it just like Chris and Michelle have been. Yeah, I've been lucky about avoiding Spider-Man stuff too. So I'm, I know a little bit, but not much. I live in Indiana and this week, every single one of our counties went into the worst COVID category. That hasn't happened since last year. I want to go to the movies, but I also want to live. And I want everyone else to live and I want everyone else to be safe. And it hurts my heart that I can't go. But I have to remember that for all of us who are responsible, we're making it not as bad. Like if everyone was acting irresponsibly, this would be even worse. But it's a movie. No one's life is worth a movie. And I mean, I watched the new Matrix movie, you know, HBO Max. There's a certain window. Same thing with like, you know, finally Dune came out. I paid when Black Widow, I paid the money to see it. I would want more drive-ins. I wish there was more drive-ins because that would be even safer. But yes, give us either a high, make us like. Have us pay or do a short window during the theatrical. Make it a lot shorter between the theatrical and being able to watch it. Because I don't know when I will feel safe enough to go to a movie theater. I'm in an area where hospitals are becoming at capacity. I have underlying health issues. All these other things. You know, just make it easy. You're still going to make money, even if it's the thing is the people who went to go see Spider-Man were still going to go see Spider-Man, even if it was available at home. I think that's one of the things this is going to be proving is that there are going to be people are going to go out no matter what. Then let them spend the money there and then let us spend money at home. If anything else, this might ultimately transition more properties from the big screen to the quote-unquote small screen. I say quote-unquote small screen because some of us have pretty big TVs at home. I think that might be an outcome here. And at least we've been able to see everything streaming within like two or three months. I think Shang-Chi was just extended just a little bit from that. But other than that, we've been able to see things within the first few months. So at least we haven't been able to wait years or something like that. So. All right, Lauren, since you showed up last, you get the last news story. So 
That's it. You just showed up last and you get the last. Best for last. Yeah. Okay. So the Halifax Courier, Halifax in West Yorkshire, England, not Halifax, Canada, has a report about Peace Hall, which is a historic landmark there, being used to film (gasps) Secret Invasion. So they're supposed to start filming. Oh, when are they supposed to have it shut down? The Peace Hall will shut down between Monday, January 24th and Monday, January 31st for the filming of what is understood to be Jambalaya. Jambalaya is the code name for Secret Invasion. As somebody who likes a good jambalaya, I'm pretty happy. Halifax's member of parliament, Polly Lynch, said, I confess to being a massive Marvel geek, and so the prospect of filming taking place here in Halifax is incredibly exciting. It's another chance to showcase Halifax to the world and once again demonstrate we can host massive productions like this. Whilst I am against second jobs for MPs, if they are in need of extras, I very much hope they let me know. There's a pub owner, Andrew Murphy, one of the owners of the pub, Meandering Bear, which is a great name, said, it's great for Halifax. I understand that many Marvel fans like to visit places where they've been filming, so hopefully it'll bring more tourists to the area. Hopefully the crew will spend some money in the town center while they're here. It's all good news from the town. And that's true. Just look at all the people who've done Star Wars location tours and Game of Thrones location tours. Fandom is good for business. Come on. And I know even the properties that film up in Vancouver, there's this whole website, there's a blog, whatever, that actually goes into where things are currently being filmed where which is was big for us michelle and i when we were covering the cw network because a lot of stuff was filmed in vancouver so we're talking about all that and i remember one famous scene where it like started snowing at night but it was the only night they had the outdoor location to film so they they literally had to film and they just incorporated the snow in there even though none of them were dressed and you could clearly see that they were freezing during the the production but you could find that sort of stuff out and then after the fact, they have a list of all the filming places and what was filmed there and everything. So I think that was pretty cool. And uh, Jambalaya just continues the food theme for tonight. Uh, Jambalaya, I'm not sure why Secret Evasion is codenamed Jambalaya, but I'm all for it. Because there's so many different things in it, I guess. I don't know. It makes absolutely no sense to me because Jambalaya is a Creole dish, which is uh, French Canadians mostly coming down like the Mississippi River and settling down toward New Orleans and that area in Louisiana. So not only are you not taking the Canada connection by filming this in Halifax, England, you also have England, which for a large part of their history has had maybe inaccurately, but at least in the popular zeitgeist here, a bad food tradition. Jambalaya is a good code name. Doesn't beat Torchwood, which was the secret one for Doctor Who, which ended up being its own show. So I don't think Marvel is going to have Jambalaya, the show, anytime soon. I don't think we're in a threat of that. By the way, we've been getting a wacky question from SB, that's me, every episode. And I have a new one this week. I'm just going to lay it on the table, guys. You know, we're kind of semi in award season. It kind of goes year round, but we're kind of in award season. So I was thinking, what would superhero awards look like? Would there be a red carpet event? Who would host it? What would the awards be named? Are we talking about best key phrase of the year? Most people saved coolest superhero landing, maybe the poser award. I mean, what do you guys think? Okay, so we call it the Kirby's after Jack Kirby because he's worked for both Marvel and DC and they have the longest and in universe something something we can make it up in post but yeah definitely things like best costume best hero best villain best superhero team best fight Just kind of the same stuff that you get at the Oscars, but instead of best director, it's best director of a paramilitary organization something. It definitely would have to be hosted or co-hosted by Darcy and super doctor astronaut Peter Corbo. I think that is the best move to go there. And 
no, you got to make sure you have some fun awards in there. You know, like most simultaneous appearances at the same place, even though there's no way that could have possibly happened, but it happened anyway. Have to have some sort of best victim of Loki. Like who, you know, who did Loki get best? It's like, oh, he turned into a snake for me. Oh, he trapped me here. Best magic trick. Best redemption arc. Best death, resurrection, death, resurrection. Get up because it's, you know, it's comic books. Why not? Let's see. We have to have best pose. We have to have a best pose. I put the best poser of the year or something like that as, as an example at the four. Yeah, I, I agree because there's best pose. Like that could be a team pose. That could be like a superhero landing pose. That could be a I've just one pose. Catchphrase. Best catchphrase. Best catchphrase. Best animal friend. Ooh. Best secret lair. Best secret lair. Best yeah. vehicle. Best team mascot. I'll be a team mascot. I mean, basically, Pip was a team mascot for the Eternals. Yeah. Pizza dog. Pizza dog. Oh, yeah. Pizza. Michelle, by the way, posted a one heck of a funny, uh, what is it? Uh, realistic trailers? What is it? No, it's Honest Trailers. Yeah. Honest Trailers of Hawkeye. She posted it in our Discord server, but she posted it in the Starlink Tribune because it had a bunch of Arrow references in it, which were fantastic. So if you haven't checked that out, go to her Discord or search for it on youtube and you'll find it and it was really funny so listener if you have a way that you would want an annual i uh, will put it that way annual superhero or supervillain awards that it would go what the awards were we didn't even talk about maybe red carpet or interviews or anything like that so how would you make that run let us know we have a bunch of ways to get a hold of us on our Discord server, our Twitter account at Legends of Shield, or you can go ahead and call our voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1 or 844-843-2871. Oh, the interviews have to be done by Johnny Ware and Tara Lipinski. Naturally. I'm down with that. I was thinking us. We don't have the hats. We could get hats. We got lanyards. I mean, come on. Yeah, what if we get the hats? What if we get matching hats and lanyards? Anyway, our listener have reached out to us. We had thrown out a tweet and it was, who is your favorite eternal? We had a bunch of responses for that. Derek, Hack the Planet Crow, said, Druig probably won me out as favorite eternal in the film. Makari is a very close second. I gotta admit, I was surprised about the Drig, but uh, they talked about it later, and I'm like, okay, you know, you do you. If if that's the one that you like, that's the one you like. Andy Mingna said Karen and, and second her, and then at Mr. Paracletes said Fastos first, Makari second, Ajax third, and Starsaber underscore 222 consultant Black Adam said Fastos, then Gilgamesh. Then I really don't care. Makari was fun, but got basically zero development. And I would, you know, she hid in the ship for a very long time. So, yeah, the the Drogo, I believe that was called the ship Drogo. But that's where all her stuff is. So why not? The Domo? I thought it was the Domo. Yeah, you're right. Domo. I knew it started with D. And then Star Saber underscore 222 said the Hiroshima scene alone instantly put Fastos at the top for me. That was that was good. That was very impactful. And at Mr. Paraclete said, anytime you play Civilization, got to get those advances fast. Also got to be fast. Also, benevolence is always a good trait. That's my bias. Smiling face with Oathman mouth and smiling eyes. So if you're listening to this, you have not responded to us. Let us know who your favorite Eternal is and we'll go from there. Also, we posted a Twitter poll in the past couple of days that I guess was pretty biased considering the people that follow our Twitter account. Anyway, the question was, do you think Disney Plus has had better Star Wars series since, you know, the Book of Boba Fett is playing now? They've had the Mandalorian. They've had Clone Wars. So do you think Disney Plus has had better Star Wars series or Marvel series so far? And with 90% of the vote, Marvel won out, I guess, because of the bias of who follows the account or because they're right. Ooh, so Chris is saying he would vote for Marvel. Michelle, what do you think? Marvel or Star Wars? Marvel's got, let's see, we got WandaVision, 
Falcon, Loki. What if? And what if? And then Hawkeye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say Marvel. You'd pick that Wanda, over? WandaVision's got, yeah. All right. Yeah. Lauren? Ooh, okay. So for Star Wars, I'm only counting the stuff that has originated on Disney+. Plus. Okay. So that's Mandalorian, Star Wars, Visions. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. And, Boba and Fett. of course, Book of Boba Fett. Oh. That going up against WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki. I... Oh my god, I'm so torn. I really, really am. I know part of it part of it I is I would have said Marvel if it wasn't for Bad Batch. I would say it's tough for me because Ming Na Win in Boba Fett is True. just a masterclass. This last episode, I some of us haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, she is just a darling of Disney. She's been in a lot, right? She's been a voice actor. She's been in Agents she's of Mulan. She's Mulan. Come on. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Voice actor Mulan. And then now in fully entrenched Star Wars now. Yeah, Ming-Na is knocking it out of the park. Again, if you didn't have a chance to partake in the poll and want to get back with us, probably with a reason at this point, we would love to talk about it on a future show. Special shout out to Nat Geo, though, because that would have been who my cats voted for, except they were too busy <laughs> laying down getting pets and they were too lazy to get up. Well, Nat Geo, if you haven't seen the, the layup there on Nat Geo or the Disney, like the Mighty Ducks is on Disney, so that... So there were three options. It was Star Wars, Marvel, or Other, which included Nat Geo and Disney. So yeah, there are some series there, but again, probably our follow base on Twitter was very biased. All right, so that's it for this week. I want to thank you, our listener, for tuning in. I have a very special announcement. Next week, in our off weeks from new content, which... I think we said Moon Knight starts March 30th, so we'll be covering Moon Knight when that comes out. We'll also be covering Spider-Man when that comes out on Stars, whenever that is. So in our off weeks, we will be starting our path down arcs with the X-Men anime? Animated series. It's not No, you can't anime. say X-Men anime because that's a completely different thing. Yeah, that was a completely different... What was that, like 2011? Something like that. Somewhere in there. So for our next episode, we will be covering the first five episodes of season one. We're going to cover all of the episodes, hopefully before X-Men 97 comes out on Disney Plus. But we're going to start next week in our off weeks, and that's what we will be covering. Now, I would like to do it all in one big arc, but there's just not going to be enough time to get it all in. There's just going to be a lot of downtime. Even though there's a lot of Marvel content coming out, we know there's going to be downtime between now and when X-Men 97 comes out. So that's what we're going to be doing. No more only newscasts, at least for the time being. We'll be doing that. I have seen the first three episodes. I have this vague recollection of seeing them once before in my life. I might have actually watched this, which I thought I didn't, but we will get into that next time. So if you want to... Hit us up with your impressions of the first five episodes or the series in its totality. Please let us know. We would appreciate that. So thank you very much for downloading this podcast, for staying with us through the dark times of in-between series on Disney+. And if you want to hear more of me, by the way, I had the distinct honor of being a guest on the smoking and drinking in space podcast consultant jason consultant rob they've been on this podcast before they do two podcasts over on the creative brain candy network one is smoking and drinking in space the other is smoking and drinking in capes i was on smoking and drinking in space and we discussed the time traveler's wife film which i didn't know that hbo max is actually going to do a series of time traveler's wife which is being show run by Stephen Moffat from those that know Doctor Who. Stephen Moffat is coming over to doing that. I'm not convinced that it's really a series that can be done, but if you're into Time Traveler's Wife, the film was actually pretty decent. Everybody enjoyed it, and you can find more about that over on Smoking and Drinking in Space. Lauren? 
okay. If we're doing self-promotion, you can find everywhere I'm at professionally on my website, lwsalinas.com. Includes audio dramas, anime, audiobooks, other things. I starting, I think we have our session zero this Friday and then episode one starts next Friday. I'm going to be a cast member on Nerds with Dice new season of Masks Millennium Nights. It's kind of a Power Rangers type of game. And this weekend, which is Friday, January 21st through Sunday, January 23rd, I will be participating in an online convention. It's called the Multiverse Fundraiser. It's raising money for Valerie Perrin, who's an actress who is living with Parkinson's disease. And this is to help her pay for care and living and medical bills. There's authors going to be there like Sarah Douglas and Shauna McGuire. There's actors like Noah Wiley and Kim Rhodes. And on Saturday, At 11 a.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be one of the people in the Voice Actors Unite panel. And then later that day, at 5 p.m. Eastern, I will be moderating the Wrestling and Comics panel, which has a couple of people on it that I'm super, super excited about. I just, mm, so happy. Yeah, on the same channel, Nerds with Dice, you can see me every Tuesday. 8 p.m. Eastern in Riffs, Ballad of Fates. We are coming to a close on a major chapter. You can find us on the YouTube or catch up on Twitch. Either way, we are getting ready to fight the entities that basically want to eat the world. So come join us. It's great fun. You're not familiar with Rifts, you don't have to be because it's just a wild, wacky world with magic and sci-fi. So again, Tuesdays, 8 p.m., Nerds with Dice. And if you like hearing me, you can head on over to playcomics.com where you can dig through just the archives of the show. Find an episode with a certain Lauren who came in and talked about a super horrible Game Gear (laughs) X-Men game. You can go dig through and find an interview I had with Eric and Julia LeWald, if you need to get prepared for X-Men 97. And sometime in the future, you might even hear SP and Michelle on there. That is the intent. So I can't wait for that episode to air. So in the meantime, if you have any comments for us, again, you can find us on our Twitter at Legends of Shield. Our Discord server is gonnageek.com slash Discord. And our voicemail, once again, is 844-THE-BUS-1 or 843-2871. So until next time, where we start discussing the X-Men animated series, I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Chris. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Agent Chris. See everybody next time. Bye. 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 You're always last, Chris. Always I was last. going around the circle. No, you're last. Yep. Okay, I'll remember that. It's based on seniority, okay? It's like K-pop. I didn't know that. I was going around the circle. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Good to hear. The entire Charleston area is going to fall apart tomorrow because we're going to have, you ready for this? Freezing rain. That can be no joke. Yeah, nobody here knows what they're doing at all. I would think the biggest, aside from the streets, the biggest issue would probably be frozen tree limbs falling into power lines. That sounds about right. Is it the lake? 
when we had the tornado and the Derco go through, they got a bunch of federal aid money to rebuild afterwards, and they chose to use that money to bury the power lines. Now, we don't have threats of earthquake up in Minnesota, Wisconsin, so that's probably for the best what they did, which will lead to less power outages and similar sorts of cases. But I don't know how many power lines are underground where you are. Um, basically, we're not allowed to have basements because the construction area would flood before they could do anything with it. So probably not many. Well, you won't have basements, but power lines underground. We're basically um, sea level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would suck. Have you ever had a tsunami warning? No, I think that's only West Coast. We get hurricanes, though. No, just thinking you get a big asteroid that comes down in the middle of the Atlantic that's going to be a tsunami. Oh, that is true. Or, you know, the Chinese missing, trying to hit Stephen, and they hit the Atlantic instead. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Are you guys caught up on Boba Fett? I haven't seen this week. I haven't even started it. It's good. I have no reason why. I just haven't. Oh, I know what you mean. I didn't have time. Uh, I saw the first one over the holidays, and then I had to wait until this weekend when we had some downtime at the lake to watch the next two with my dad. It just so happens that I've watched all three with my dad. It hasn't meant anything other than I've been with him the entire time, so he's been having some fun watching that. But it is good. It gives some background into Boba Fett. I saw a really cool picture of Jinko Fett today. Oh, yeah. Just Boba Fett with a pair of 90s Jinkos. <laughs> so I was erroneous. I gave you some false information. I lied to you, Chris. Mm-hmm. So you asked me what was on my jersey, and I said it was Wedge Antilles, basically, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's Wexley, and the number is 15. <gasps> How could you? I know. That's what it is. I watched Matrix Resurrections this weekend. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. The first third was just all throwbacks <laughs> to the original. It was great. It was fan service. I enjoyed it. It fixed the Trinity problem. And it explained it, too. It wasn't just a, hey, we're rebooting, so we're just forgetting it. No, it, they actually accounted for it. Said, here, we're fixing it. Yeah. She's always been a badass. So, Lauren, when you get settled, let me know when you're recording. Um, balls. Donkey balls. Sweaty balls. <laughs> Isn't donkey balls a snack? Okay, so donkey balls is a code phrase in season one of The Expanse. It is a snack. I've been there. It's a um place in Hawaii. Oh, The Expanse, so good. Have you watched the last season? I haven't watched the last two episodes because I don't want it to be over. (laughs) Oh, it's so, it's primed for another either season or final movie. They said they stopped just because they didn't have the budget to do the next season. So instead of doing it, they decided to pause. That's what the showrunner said, which I think is a good thing. BS. Yeah, yeah, they've been dropping too many hints. I think they're going to do something with all that. Well, the official announcement from Prime was it's canceled. That's it. It's six seasons and done, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, but the next arc, I feel like. Ha! Apple TV orders new show with Godzilla, King Kong, Titans, and the entire MonsterVerse. Hmm. Don't make okay. me buy Apple TV. Come on. I have it for uh, Foundation and a couple other series, Ted Lasso. But it feels like it's a step too far with everything else. Judge rules Bill Paxton's family may seek punitive damages. On Wednesday, a judge denied a defense motion to dismiss the punitive damages claim dealing with the disposition of the actor's body. Family members allege that Cedar Sinai 
and Dr. the Doctor intentionally interfered with their request for an autopsy to cover up the cause of Paxton's death. The family says they would have made alternative arrangements prior to Paxton's cremation had they known that Cedars would not perform the autopsy. His death certificate says he died of a stroke 11 days after heart surgery. Why does the new Batman movie have to be almost three hours long? Oh my god, are you, are you kidding me? It's two hours, 47 minutes, not including the credits. Oh, oh. no. I feel like something's wrong with me because I have no desire to see anything DC just because of the dark and brooding stuff. I'm just so tired of dark and brooding Batman. There's I'm just tired of Batman. I'm reading, uh, I hope my mom did not hear that. My mom <laughs> <was Batman. laughs> Go buy her the Batgirl series. It's really fun. So the, there's that Batgirl movie that's coming yes, out, right? I'm excited. Yeah. Like, yeah. Great. They actually cast an Asian American trans woman to play an Asian American trans character. I'm hyped. I'm way more excited for that than Batman. Is it going to be dark and brooding, though? I don't know, but I'm thinking probably less so. I mean, Shazam, that was really good mm-hmm. because it wasn't dark and brooding. Wonder Woman, I think, was really good well wonder woman wasn't dark and brooding no it had other issues wonder woman 2 had other issues yeah. Uh, yeah 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 oh yeah right doom patrol mostly oh i like doom patrol and titans yeah i'm not yes. looking forward to flash because i'm thinking it's gonna be dark and brooding plus why are they doing flashpoint now yeah they're stuck into it Marvel's already a step ahead with the whole multiverse thing. CW did 30 minutes of Flashpoint a few seasons ago. That's right. We all I thought. Remember, remember? I remember all summer. I remember me, you, Chris, and Neil. We were all like trying to like, you know. How you many know, episodes? Guess what's how many episodes and everything. We were like, oh, minimum of three, five. And some of us, I think Neil was like, oh, it's got to be definitely to like the midpoint and everything. And how long did it last? Lasted it was less minutes. than thirty minutes. Yeah, it was yeah. less than half an episode. We were so pissed. We were so. Why does the new Batman movie have to be almost three hours long? Does it oh my god! Are you are you kidding me? It's two hours forty seven minutes, not including the credits. Oh oh no. I feel like something's wrong with me because I have no desire to see anything DC just because of the dark and brooding stuff. I'm just so tired of dark and brooding Batman. There's I'm just tired of Batman. Reading, uh, I hope my mom did not hear that. My mom <laughs> <was Batman. laughs> Go buy her the Batgirl series. It's really fun. So the, there's that Batgirl movie that's coming out, yes, right? I'm excited. Yeah. Like yeah. Great. They actually cast an Asian American trans woman to play an Asian American trans character. I'm hyped. I'm way more excited for that than Batman. Is it going to be dark and brooding, though? I don't know, but I'm thinking probably less so. I mean, Shazam, that was really good Mm -hmm. because it wasn't dark and brooding. Wonder Woman, I think, was really good. Well, Wonder Woman wasn't dark and brooding. No, it had other issues. Wonder Woman 2 had other issues. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Doom Patrol. Mostly. Oh, I like Doom Patrol and Titans. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to Flash because I'm thinking it's going to be dark and brooding. Plus, why are they doing Flashpoint now? Yeah. They're stuck into it. Marvel's already a step ahead with the whole multiverse thing. CW did 30 minutes of Flashpoint a few seasons ago. That's right. We all thought. I I remember all summer. I remember. Me, you, Chris, and Neil, we were all like trying to like, you know, how you many know, episodes, guess what's how many episodes and everything. We were like, oh, minimum of three, five. And some of us, I think Neil was like, oh, it's got to be definitely to like the midpoint and everything. And how long did it last? Lasted it was less minutes. than 30 minutes. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. less than half an episode. We were so pissed. We were so. What y'all watching? The Great. DuckTales. Oh, yes. That's your go-to, isn't it? 
for some reason we ne- didn't start season three until last week, I think it was, and we're about it's to finish so it. Good. So speaking of DuckTales, more cast members for the Legend of Vox Machina, the Critical Role series, were announced today, and David Tennant is in it as a fairly important character. I'm super hyped. I'm hyped for everyone. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. I heard he's playing Gilmore. No. Um, oh, shoot. What was the actor's name who's playing Gilmore? It's Sunil something. I just know it's not. David Tennant's playing General Krieg, who is a character who never made it onto, like, he was from their home game. So he's never made it onto streaming, but I know enough about what happened in the home game to know what his deal is, and I'm very excited. Sunil Maholtra is playing Gilmore. Oh my goodness, Disney Plus has Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, which is the yes. best one. It stars Brandy, it's the best one. That is unequivocally the best one. I'm going to watch Boba Fett when we get off of here. Is there anything I need to prepare myself for? Do I need like alcoholic drinks or celebratory popcorn? Or No, just sit back and enjoy it. Okay. I mean, you should probably have popcorn anyway. I'm allergic to corn. So I only have popcorn in the really, really, really good things because I know I'm going to okay. be appropriate popcorn replacement snack. Okay. Be like celery or carrots, mini carrots. Look, mini carrots. Oh, yeah. Carrots, you know, get some nutritional value out of it. Oh, my allergies have been acting up really bad the past two weeks. We have so much cedar in the air. It's not gone yet. I hate it. So I was at the lake last weekend when ice fishing, it was minus six when I was out in the ice and I thought, Hey, I'm not going to have any allergies. And I, I didn't, but your body has definite ways to deal with when it gets down to minus six. And tonight, by the way, it's going to be minus 16 there, but I'm not there. Yeah. I had the constant runny nose for quite some bit, but there is a wood fired sauna that we built in the garage up there. Ooh. that uh, cleared the sinuses at night, but during the day it was like a constant battle of freezing nose, basically. And, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I have beard, and so a runny nose when it's minus six yeah. out then yeah. leads to frozen beard, which you don't realize until you have a picture taken and you have like icicles all over your, and you're like, there, there's no water. Oh, yeah. Well, right now it's the warmest outside it's been all day. It's 34 degrees with a wintry mix. I wish it was 34 degrees. So I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but got the new specs. They look very good on you. Nice. I was noticing when I was editing last week because I wore them last week as well. I just got them like an hour or two before we recorded. There is definitely, it's supposed to have the anti glare, but there was definitely a blue tint in the glasses so i'm like oh because my other ones didn't have it i don't remember any blue tint my other one so that's going to annoy me a little bit but i can see the bad news is uh, the cataracts and i guess it's just gonna be a surgery i'm gonna have to do in the next couple of years and, uh, <sighs> the good news is that i will have perfect vision either close up or far away the bad news <laughs> is i will need glasses for the other one I did the quarterly haircut over the weekend. Yeah. So do you, do you just take a, a razor? And you just... Yeah. And then I call Kaylee into the bathroom to get, so she can show me where I missed. <laughs> do, you, do you do it in the tub or the shower so that it, yeah. Okay. I need to shave the sides down on mine, but I'm really lazy and. Uh, I don't know what I did. I slept wrong or something. Thankfully it's better right now, but. Two days ago, I couldn't move my head to the side, to this side more than this, because Mm. every time I did, I would feel like a tearing feeling in my shoulder. And that feeling's still there, but less so. You know what we need to do? We need to infiltrate the set of the Book of Boba Fett, and we need to grab that back to tank bed, (laughs) and we need to make sure it finds its way into Lauren's house. You know, I wouldn't say no. Any special plans for the weekend before we go? That con. No. Which con? 
the one that I'm going to be doing panels for this weekend. I'm so excited. Oh, but it's virtual, right? Yes. Okay. But oh, I'm so excited. So if y'all want to pop in, I think it's basically free. But if you pay $10, if you donate $10, you get entered into a raffle. Oh, huh. cool. Yep. We'll see how the weather holds up over here. When does your first panel start? The first one is Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And the second one is Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And there's... Lord, I forgot you weren't here for this. By weather, I mean, when will the power go out? Because we are not prepared for winter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh... <sighs> well, thanks, Lauren, for the, the link there. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to hop on. There's plenty of really cool stuff that'll be going on. Voice Actors Unite. Are you on that one? Yes, I am. Which are your other panels? Uh, wrestling and comics. I'm so happy. I reached out a couple months ago to three gear makers who I really, really like and respect. And all of them said they were going to be, they would be cool with being on the panel. So oh, I'm so excited. Nyla Rose's wife, uh, who makes her gear, she's Kel the Kelt on Twitter. Ophidian Cobra and Kate Nix, who I know they've made Kimberly. They made Kimberly's most recent gear and they did the original Evil Uno's mask. So I'm, and then Ophidian Cobra used to be in Chikara. So I'm excited. I am so excited. So at some point this year, both Starship and SLS will launch. My intentions are to get in my car, given enough advance warning, and drive down to watch both. Now, it's a two-day drive, I guess, down to uh, the uh, southern tip of Texas yes. from where I am. So I don't know if that's going to be feasible or not, but that's my intention. And then I can make Kennedy Space Center in a day from where I'm at. I want to see something big either take off or explode. I'm sure that can be arranged. Yeah, it, it's going to be are one the, or the other. So explosions, wait, I think, people, are a guarantee. Wait, wait, explosion as a like people are going to die thing, right? No, there'll be enough oh, safe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there'll be enough okay. safety. But Google the um, the Russian. What is it? The Proton N2, I believe it was. It was the Russian version of the or the Soviet version of the Saturn V. They tried to make that sucker take off four times. Each time, it completely destroyed the launch pad. So the rockets that we are going to be launching this year with Starship and SLS are bigger than that. They're bigger than the Saturn V. So if they do go, it is going to be a big explosion. But there's going to be a safe perimeter all the way around, I don't think. And there'll be... um, you know, the, the, the terminal guidance. So if it, it veers off path, off the safety flight path enough that it'll endanger humans, boom, automatically. Uh, no chance of it hurting anybody. I shouldn't say no chance, but very, very slim chance of it hurting. It would just be spectacular. Wow. You know, those fireworks that Sprite was showing, you know, way better than that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I just want to see that for myself this year. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2022.